What's wrong? Have some trouble? Yeah, but I already took care of it. And you're too late. You missed the show. Tetsuo, you had me worried again. I figured you'd be standing here sobbing like a little baby. Kanita, you've always been a pain in the ass, you know. You've been telling me what to do since we were kids. You always treat me like a kid. You always show up and start bossing me around, and don't you deny it! And now you're a boss, too, of this pile of rubble. Kaneda! That's Mr. Kaneda to you, punk! Hi, everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason. I'm Red. And this week, we're discussing the movie that put anime on the map in the West and is regarded as one of the best, if not the best, animated sci-fi movies of all time. It's 1988's Akira. But first, let's go over some sci-fi news. What do you got this week, Red? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Oh, come on. I know it was Thanksgiving week, but surely some kind of sci-fi news happened. And I look, I'm sure it did. <laughs> well, I have been things. I have been in a turkey coma. I'll do some looking on the fly while you check. Okay. Well, I've got a few things. Uh, first, in um, what is definitely science fiction come to pass, Post, the cereal company, yes. is launching a Sour Patch Kids cereal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Can you imagine what that's going to do to the milk? Gross. People like that Greek yogurt. I'm not a fan. Well, yeah, but, oh, yeah, just, I I like regular yogurt. Yeah, regular yogurt's fine, but yeah, I agree. Greek yogurt's a bit wangy. Yeah, it is. Kind of wang to it. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh, so my second uh, bit of news is Ridley Scott. There was an article about him uh, on the screening that they did of the original Alien movie. Uh, this was when they screened it in Dallas, which I think was the second screening after they had some technical difficulties uh, on the first screening in St. Louis. But apparently he was so nervous during this screening that he uh, walked back and forth between the theater they were screening at and a local bar, and ended up getting pretty sloshed during the screening. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's okay. Have some fun. Yeah. According to the article, the, uh, he said he knew that the, the movie was doing what he intended whenever he came back, and a whole bunch of people had vomited all over the, the bathroom, <laughs> and, and some of the wait staff were, the theater staff were sick, and things like that. So Cool. Um, and my final bit of news is also Alien-related. Um, the future Alien prequel movies that they were going to do after uh, Yeah, Covenant the ones that, that were so cool, yeah. Yeah, those are on hold. Um, of course they are. <laughs> well, the last movie that they did, which was uh, Covenant, right? Yeah, Covenant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the alien starts looking like the alien. Yeah, so it only made about half of the money that Prometheus made, and it was yeah. a better regarded movie. So the critics actually liked that movie better than Prometheus, but it only did about half the box office sales. So sure, that's why they put it on hold. But 
the next movie that they had planned was actually going to bring us back to the planet that you see in Alien, which was LV-426, um, because the engineers are chasing David there because they're a little bit pissed off that he like almost wiped out their entire race on their home planet. All right. What do you got? Did you come up with anything? No. None? I'm actually I'm, I'm looking through a couple of my, my standards, and there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah, there really wasn't this week. Thanksgiving week is a little light. Yeah, unfortunately. Although I have found some old shit that I didn't know. Oh. Like old, old, old shit from like 2008. Oh, yeah, let's, that's, yeah, let's not, let's not dig back that far. Well, I just, little fun fact, did not know there was a Flash Gordon podcast in the UK. I didn't realize that either. So there you go. There's some news. Did a Google. (laughs) Tom Rowe, Flash Gordon podcast. I'm sure it's off by now. But it used to be there. Well, are you ready for the pod crawl? I am indeed. I'm well, kind of curious to see how this goes. Yeah, let's 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 do the crawl. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Gather round and let me tell you a tale about a new Tokyo where biker gangs joust for supremacy of the highways and great children unleash apocalyptic energies upon the world. After World War III erupts from a psychic temper tantrum, Neo-Tokyo is still rebuilding. The citizenry, enjoying a mild spring and looking forward to the upcoming 2019 Olympics, is in a state of chaos following several protests and riots. Kanita, leader of one of the local biker gangs, heads out on his recumbent motorcycle with his gang to light up the town. Tetsuo, a childhood friend of Kaneda's and a fellow gang member, crosses paths with a recently escaped geriatric zombie with psychic powers named Tatsuhiko who wrecks both Tetsuo and his motorcycle. Kanita and the gang finally catch up with Tetsuo bleeding internally on the pavement when the secret military organization that lost their eternally young aging psychic friend surround everyone and take Tetsuo away. After a brief interrogation with the local police and some blatant lying, Kanita and friends are released and Kanita springs a girl who caught his eye named Kei as well. Kei blows off Kanita and he heads back home with his group to try and figure out where Tetsuo was taken. Tetsuo is being poked and prodded and it turns out that smashing into a psychic barrier also brings forward psychic powers. Tetsuo is immediately brought into the program where he then promptly escapes. Tetsuo, full of recumbent envy and a bad back, steals Kaneda's ride and then takes his girlfriend for a joy ride where a bunch of evil clowns, because all clowns are evil, attack and start pounding Tetsuo that into the pavement. That is false. Kaneda catches up, saves no, his friend not. yet again, and having suffered several concussions in just a few hours, Tetsuo is incapacitated by a migraine and starts hallucinating about inside things suddenly becoming outside things. <laughs> the military once more steals Tetsuo away to their secret psychic hangout, bandage his head and drug him up. The psychic greys, Takashi, zombie doll Kyoko and zombie Orson Welles Masaru, start hazing Tetsuo with visions of nightmare-stuffed animals bleeding milk. Tetsuo is having none of it after cutting his foot and grossing out the perpetual ten-year-olds and starts going on a psychic killing spree having finally lost all touch with his humanity. Kanita, meanwhile, hooked back up with Kay and her secret cabal of sewer-sloshing spies led by parliamentary member Ratman. They break into the secret facility to rescue Tetsuo, but he's already gone full psychotic break and heads toward the under-construction Olympic Stadium where Akira, the OG psychic friend, is being held on ice. 
After destroying most of Japan's army trying to keep him from his frozen tree, Tetsuo finds Akira in more pieces than when Humpty Dumpty did his swan dive off a wall. Sure. Deciding to end this once and for all, the military nukes Tetsuo from low earth orbit with a laser and misses but manages to take his right arm. Tetsuo opens the Olympic ceremonies early by reconstructing a new arm that then reconstructs itself with psychic energies into a blob of human flesh and whatever materials are lying around. Kanita keeps frantically trying to cauterize his former friend and the Psychic Kids network finally work together along with the disembodied body parts of Akira to contain Tetsuo and all of their psychic energies into a new singularity. The resulting energy expenditure rips Neo Tokyo a new one letting in the ocean and putting much of the city underwater. K is foreshadowed to be the new psychic vessel that will bring balance to the force and roll Kanita riding off into the sunset on his busted recumbent motorcycle credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You did a far better job than me. Also, I must want, I have to add, uh-huh. from this point forward in the podcast, my words are not matching my lips. Okay. I'll, just, I'll figure it out. Just to hold true to dubbed Japanimation. <laughs> it's taking a great deal of concentration to achieve this. But and it's coming were we, across Were we doing? Were, were we had having a webcast? Oh, I'm already. I'm already two paragraphs ahead. <laughs> just wanted to let you know. The pauses are timed, so if they seem a little out of sync, just give me a minute for it's, the lips to catch up. It's just a translation thing. It is. You're you're translating from the original Japanese. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Well, what uh, did you think about Akira on rewatching? How long has it been since you've seen Akira? Oh, uh, we were living in the Great Pumpkin, but it was white at the time. Oh yeah, God, that has um, been a long time. It was before you met your wife. Holy shit! So it was when we introduced Akira to you. You haven't seen it since? No, I haven't. Holy crap. It was you and you and our, our long-haired friend. Yeah, so that's been... Is he still a long-haired friend? No, he is absolutely bald now. Really? Why'd he yeah. go with that? Just right. ease? I guess so. Well, you did it once. You had your regular hair phase, and you went Jesus for a while. Then you went Kojak. I went Kojak before I went Jesus. Was it Kojak, then Jesus? I yep. thought it was Jesus, then Kojak. No, it was Kojak and then Jesus. Ah. But, yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. I was not looking forward to this because I had I had no interest in this movie whatsoever. Really? Um, I got... As I recall, I found a way to busy myself in the kitchen right about the time he started fixing up his arm. <laughs> That's as far as I could get into the movie, and I was pretty well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, this time around, I I was able to watch it with a much more critical eye because you know it was more you know an assignment than for pleasure. Uh, I liked the animation. Yes. Especially for 1988, it was yeah, it was very yeah. tight for. for I can definitely then. see a lot of influences on the animation that my kid and his friends have been watching the last 20 years. Right. From this, um, so I mean, it's you, you cannot deny the the massive influence that this film had on uh, future animation up to current day. 
However, my my issue is with um, there's a lot of little frayed threads on this tapestry. Oh, really? In, like what? In, in my opinion, um, there was some things I would have liked them to have gone a bit more in depth on. I think they relied more on visuals and the audience's own mind. And I'm thinking some of the visuals that weren't clicking with me were because I'm not of the culture. Possibly, yeah. came through. And so I was left kind of like, I don't under, they never explained the aging of the children. Yeah, that is one of the things that, that really never was explained. Other, other than, the, you know, just because of the surgical procedures and the latent psychic abilities that they unlocked that it somehow affects their aging and their, I mean, this is is what, 31 years after. I I would have, I would have liked it better if they would have at least acknowledged it and said, we don't even know why the little bastards are aging. Well, but they're not aging kind of, I mean, they are aging, but they're not, I guess, growing. Well, aged. Right. Whatever, you know, I mean, whatever it is, I would have liked to at least had uh, the, the brim of the hat tipped. Towards it, sure. Instead of it's just there. I I also don't understand the terrifying nature of stuffed animals well, and but, bleeding bleeding milk. So think about it though. They're they're kids, and they're kids that have lived this <sighs> sheltered life for over thirty years. So, yeah, I you mean, would think that they would their minds would have matured. You one would have thought, even if their bodies aren't or are well maybe that's that's part but of the, the one thing that i did find that as a you as a universal apparently it's ubiquitous is the fear of legos i cannot tell you how many times i stepped on those sons of bitches barefoot with my son right leaving his shit around and that terrified me and then the bleeding feet near the legos i don't know why he needed glass I've been able to make my feet bleed simply with Legos. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. Um, I, I, I tried when, when he said, it's milk. I'm like, ooh, that could be so deep because we're dealing with children, but they're not really children, and mother's milk, and the milk itself could be the blood, da, 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 da. and I was trying to get real existential with it, and they didn't even go there either. Well, but the, okay. the milk was the blood, right? So the the kids were projecting what they thought was horrific, and it was horrific. I mean, you got a bunch of stuffed animals made from toys that are just at, at, uh, absolutely ni- nightmarish. Yeah. But the kids being What's kids— What's horrifying about milk? They're afraid of blood. They don't want to manifest that blood, so what are they used to? They're used to milk. I mean— They're used to Sour used- Patch milk. Uh, yeah. Could be Sour Patch Milk, and that would be horrific. Could be. be. But no, um, in general, I would say this is something that if you were a fan of anime, you should go back and watch, because you may get something out of it I didn't. Um, But you should watch this just to pay homage to something that really set everything going. Beyond that, if you can find something more from it, kudos to you. I did not find this entertaining. I found it lengthy. Um, <laughs> it was only two I've, hours. I've, it felt so much longer. Do I really got to explain Einstein to you? <laughs> um, I found it lengthy. I found it. 
there were certain aspects that I found unnecessary um, when I is it Taihatsu that was the kid with the receding hairline? Tetsuo. 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 Yeah. Uh, when the clown gang catches up to him and his girl and they decide to rip open her blouse mm-hmm. and you actually got to see animated breasts. Mm-hmm. I found that unnecessary because they didn't go anywhere with it. I'm not a big fan of nudity just for nudity's sake. I think they could have achieved the same effect by showing the shredded front and her clutching what's left of her blouse together than actually doing the three or four shots actually showing her naked bosom. Okay. Um, I found that to be a bit gratuitous, but at the same time, I also don't understand why um, they were uh, doing clowns as a bad guy or why their gang's emblem was a contact cold capsule. Because clowns are evil. And contact cold capsules are what? They're good. They, they help you recover from colds. So they're a good gang. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't now, know. <laughs> I did thoroughly enjoy, for my own selfish reasons, the uh, the review before the principal and the coach was there, and he just was smacking them all. <laughs> Discipline, yeah. smack. Discipline, <laughs> smack. Discipline, smack. That was hilarious. Yeah, I like, love like that. Joe Clark meets out the discipline at East Side. Yeah, Side. That, that took me <laughs> back. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for SWATs, I'd still be in ISS. Or uh, yeah, you're just expecting guy. him to roam the halls with a fucking baseball bat. Oh at that point. yeah, him and that guy from Back to the Future, Which, ball-headed principal. Remember oh, him walking yeah. around? <laughs> oh my gosh, what is that character's name? I can't remember, but oh. he was a mean guy. He was the guy also that was the 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 cag on the carrier and top. Oh, uh, he was the captain on the carrier. Was guy. he the captain? Yeah. I thought he was the cag. No, he was the captain. But yeah, that that was that was pretty good. But no, there were some moments I really enjoyed. Um, and then, in so far as like like I said, the the whole brainwave pattern thing, that hemisphere, three dimensional color, whatever thing, the doctor kept looking at. And he really did look like Doc Brown to me. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did. The doctor, I don't know, Marty, what we're doing here. Yeah, so he's definitely got that kind of mad scientist vibe with the with the gray hair that's like blown back. Never been never seen a comb in its life. Never. Uh the the never. white lab coat and somewhere. Kind of- kind of crazy somewhere eyes. in america there is a mad scientist but he looks more like uh ricardo montalban from fantasy island <laughs> he's gonna be tight he's gonna be tight but no that's my my position on the film is watch it you might enjoy it pay homage to it it's definitely got some really good points but my points that i enjoyed in it are primarily technical or comedic insofar as the storyline itself it seems a bit out there it um, is. I mean, it's 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 a typical kind of eighties. I think a lot of it's cultural, where yeah, things just go wildly out of proportion, and the yeah the 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 powers and the energy levels just you know blow up to insane proportions. So yeah, yeah. 
it, yeah, so it, it definitely. It, it, this this was a chore that. for me. I did not. I'm I'm eager to hear your response about it, and that's what really got me through the movie was anticipation of your response to it. Because quite <laughs> frankly, I wasn't into this at all. So this is definitely one of the first uh, first anime that I've I ever saw um, because it was frankly one of the first that were available in the states. Um, before that, it was I mean you you just didn't find. Well, you had TV. Yeah, you did. Star Blazers. Okay. Besides like Star Blazers and Voltron and some of that stuff. G Force. Gotcha, man. G Force. Kind of imported from the 70s and 80s that had awful dubs. And. Well. Yeah. And Speed Racer. Speed Racer was brought over. Yeah. The Mach 5. But, I mean, you have to admit those are primarily geared towards kids. I was a kid when I watched them. It geared me just fine. I was too, but as you get older, you know, Speed Racer doesn't hold the charm that it once did. The hell it doesn't. I still watch Star Blazers on YouTube. Uh, That's okay. I'll edit that part out. I do. (laughs) I watch that, and I've got the live action on on the Amazon. That was a great movie. Uh. But, I mean, so this was one that had a, a much more sophisticated story and much, much sophisticated better Sophisticated story. Okay. I'll, I'll let me, allow me to pull my pinky out. It so did. I can it, be had a, it had a much you. better plot line and much better animation. I'll go with you on the animation. And so this was, this was the launch pad for uh, a lot of the anime that we watched afterward. I've seen this, of course... I saw this several times uh, before we introduced it to you, and then we watched it, you know, early to mid-90s with you, and then I've probably seen it maybe two or three times since then. Um, this is one that I don't, I can't watch very often because there's so much going on. It will damage in you. In such a short period of time, it, it's really hard to keep up, and it, it takes... It takes a lot of thinking to, to actually work through the plot. And it it was especially hard when we were having Tedious. to read uh, when we were trying to watch this. Oh, well, yeah, the original. Because yeah. back when we first watched it, the, the dub was just really awful. If you could even find a dub, most of them yeah, were Yeah, and you read it, you've missed so much. Right. And so that we had to watch it several different times to figure out what was going on and... But no, it's 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 still held up. I mean, it's thirty-one years old. Actually, I agree events. with you. It it is held up over time. I still have no love for this film. <laughs> uh, it has held up. Well, it has. Yeah, you're right. You're for right. the same reasons. For the same reasons. Too much plot. I understand. It's important to be consistent. No, no, no. You're not pulling the plot bomb <laughs> out on this one. No, no, no. There's plot and character <laughs> development, my ass. No, 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 no. No, this is a cognitive issue. This is more neural firing. I just don't work like that mentally. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got a lot of really freaky visuals. Um, a lot of it, I think, is more cultural. And it might be. Um, for example, for our listeners that may not be familiar with with Asian uh, slash Japanese culture, 
They regard moths, as I've been told by people who have been to Japan, they regard moths the same way most people in America regard spiders. Really? People freak out over there if a moth gets near them or there's a moth in the house, just like people over here with spiders. Why? I got no idea. But that's the thing. I think it's a cultural issue. Yeah, and part of it may be culture. Um, Some of the things that they found graphic, you know, visually, wow, this is going to really convey the message, not to this Western mind. So what did you not understand visually that, that you think you missed because of cultural connotations? The clowns didn't even attempt to look menacing. They look like really poorly drawn, stupid clowns like you'd see in an elementary school. I don't find them frightening at all or intimidating. I can see where clowns can be perceived as frightening. You know, I have family members and friends that are really phobic about clowns. Because they're evil. And Okay. But I personally, I grew up around them. My mother had them in pictures and sculptures and statues all over the place in the house. Um, and I just got to where I ignored them. They were nothing to me. I didn't see the appeal. Or maybe you're suppressing um, that deep childhood trauma. No, I'm pretty well cool. In fact, I found Baby from House of a Thousand Corpses when she dressed up clown-like rather attractive in a very demented So what you're place, saying so. is you're evil and a clown. Well, stop, stop. <laughs> you're going to make me blush. <laughs> no, um, I, I didn't understand that. Um, I didn't understand or, or see the, the purpose in, like I said, with the blouse tear. Um, I felt that the way the boys regarded females in their relationship was nowhere. I, I, it didn't. It didn't reaffirm anything other than they were jerks. Yeah, but the girls and the girls like being treated like shit by guys. So I didn't see how that, that furthered. You've never seen I that represented in media I've before. Never, I never said that. I just don't see the point in it. To me, it's extraneous. It's extraneous. Okay. And if you are going to refer to it, you don't have to continually go back to it. Okay. I did like when the girls uh, made mention of, we might as well go home. I don't care if it's early because the guys without their bikes are, well, they, well, they, uh, they got the quote wrong and they, the guys had to correct them on it or fish out of water. What you're just tail chasers out of water. Yeah. Something, something like that. Like that. And that I thought was fine because it shows the direct link to the bike and, and the importance of the bikes in their in their world. And that I understood. And I thought the way the girls mentioned it from an outside perspective was good. But the way they constantly went back saying that, you know, the girls are trying to be nurturing and caring. They want some attention. They want to give attention. And they're constantly being pushed away, brushed aside. Yawn. Okay, we get it. They're tough guys. They're bad boys. Um, also a lot of the things that they were doing seem to be counter to, I mean, there's what I think in my mind, my Western mind as a motorcycle gang and what they reflected in this film, even motorcycle gang, like the hell's angels from the fifties and sixties. Um, these guys aren't it. They were not thugs. They were not criminals. They're not bad guys. They were hoodlums. 
they're just little punks running around. They got too much time on their hands. I don't know. I but think the it's way they thuggish to be throwing grenades into the hoods of cars and running up and down the highway beating people. Well, that's the thing. I mean, at one minute they're childlike, and in the next minute, you know, you've got this. It, it, it wasn't consistent. I can, you I, know, yeah, I, I can see that criticism. It it was it was confusing to me. Well, I think every criticism I got's valid because it's my well, criticism. Of course, it is. But like I said, my my bottom line is they should watch this if you enjoy animation. You should watch this. You know, it's like you may not. There are some people that just do not like Star Trek. Well, you know what? Until you've watched five or six, at least five or six episodes of Doctor Who, five or six episodes of the original Star Trek, some of the old Flash Gordon serials, and really are able to sit down and say, okay, this is why I like or do not like, appreciate or do not appreciate science fiction, then you're just talking out the side of your head. Man, I don't know. You'd have to do more than five or six episodes of Doctor Who. I mean, just the just in the old series alone, that's yeah. that spanned over, what, a decade and had you know half a dozen oh, different Doctors. It was the and, longest running science fiction serial, I think, still in television history yeah. because they brought it back. And it just um, ran the gamut of good to bad. So, oh, it did. It did. There were some real stinker episodes. But the thing is, I mean, until you've experienced something, you shouldn't, you know, poo poo it away. So, I mean, this is definitely something. If you like present animation or a couple of the older animations, you should watch this. This is a good film. I personally have been ingesting vast amounts of science fiction and anime. For quite a while, what I really cut my teeth on anime, and I was excited about watching this when you, you and and, and uh, our buddy brought it over the first time, was because I've been cutting my teeth on uh, obviously Star Blazers and G Force, which is Space Battleship uh, Yamato and Gotcha Man mm-hmm. in the original, but also the Macross Saga and Robotech. Right. You know, and I'm like, man, this is going to be cool because you guys, you know, really built this up, man. This is what started it all. You know, it's like, yeah. And then I'm watching this going, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, I mean, I can see similarities in the way things are drawn. Beyond that, this is way out of my arena. Well, because Robotech was what Maycross that they brought over and then just totally recut and added a new script to it. Yeah, but Macross is way better. Well, yes. Watching the originals. But even they got a little existential with it. I mean, when you get when you get into it, and it's it's like what was that one Macross thing where they had the 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 one fighter or the that competition and that one fighter you had to integrate yourself into it like a cyborg. Oh hell, I don't yeah, it's and, been too long. And then there there are so many tentacles and gross biological things in anime. <laughs> yes. That's just, there is something about eels and tentacles, cephalopods. I just, I I don't know, man. I mean, over here, we seem to have a thing with machines. Well, I mean, they're they're an island nation, so they've got a deep fishing culture. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that might be it. That might be it. But um, they they definitely, they they got some, they got some, I'm not going to call them issues. But they've got some tendencies. They definitely have some tendencies. But yeah, I I, I would go, I would give this. Uh, let's see, if we went ten stars, nah, let's just go five stars. If we went five stars on the animation scale, 
I would put this at about a four, four and a half. So for for people to watch on my own personal scale, my own personal scale, I would not view myself as a true consumer of anime had I not seen this. Okay. And now I've seen it one and one and a half, one and three quarter times. So I didn't. I didn't remember you not making it through the the entire first show. No, so. no, yeah. I drew eyes on my closed eyelids. <laughs> I went to the kitchen a lot. I thought you would have enjoyed this a lot more than than you actually did. So, mm, no. well, I I do enjoy it. I mean, it, it does have. I I guess. You might have it nailed with the with the cultural connotations and and some of the weirdness that it brings along because of that. But uh, the visuals are still striking. I think the plot is is fairly tight. There are a few things that they kind of do leave hanging, like the gray kids. You know what makes them gray? Is it just the the latent psychic abilities that they released in them, and so mm-hmm. they kind of retain that that ten year old form and mindset, but you know, still kind of age outwardly. Um, okay. And stature. Well, yeah, that's what they I'm saying. They were still short, but they, they were very old. That's what I'm saying. A 10-year-old frame and mindset. Although they did seem fairly mature for, for you know, being perpetually yeah, 10, too. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of that uh, interview of the vampire with Tom Cruise and Kirsten Dunst played the little girl that they turned into a vampire. Uh-huh. Kind of reminded me of that. You got the adult mind, but you're locked in the body. Right. Um, they definitely, you know, kind of. K was seemed to be a, an integral character, but still kind of shoved to the side. I mean, they, yeah, they definitely done a whole lot on her. They definitely left kind of hints as to she was the person that was supposed to, you know, kind of become bring the, balance to the force as you so right. well eloquently put it right she was the one that was actually supposed to you know manifest these psychic abilities and and be able to control them unlike the other kids and tetsuo and even akira who manifested these these abilities and i noticed they pronounced his name akira not akira in the movie they called him akira well, yeah, I so, mean, so I don't my pronunciation of any kind no, no, no. of Japanese. Our pronunciation. No, 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 no. Our pronunciation, not yours. <laughs> yeah. Our pronunciation. Is definitely And I just don't know if that, that may change the entire meaning of the word is what I'm getting at. Well, Akira means like light and uh, what else? It doesn't mean foaming, throbbing, veiny tentacles? No, no, that's that's okay. a that's a whole other word. Oh. Yeah. Akira. <laughs> Got it. No, I mean so for the time and this was uh this was a production that actually used some computer generated graphics for uh some of the parallax effects that they used. Um they used a really dark color palette um which was hardly ever seen in animation just because it's so hard to do and so hard to do well. Um it 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 really raised the bar in terms of uh, animation, even in Japan. So mm-hmm. to see this come over and, and into the West, where really some of the best animation that, that we had available at that point was the Disney animation, which wasn't anything bad, but 
um, you know, that's that's what we grew up on. Saturday morning Who cartoons. Did Transformers. Transformers was done. Uh, that was commissioned by Hasbro, and I think Filmation did Transformers. Let's do a little research on the fly. <laughs> the original Transformers. Well, that Transformers was really good. No, you. If you look back on it now, the original Transformers animation was not good. Well, I never liked Hanna Barbera's animation compared to Warner Brothers. No, Hanna Barbera's animation compared to Warner Brothers was not very good, and Warner Brothers' animation compared to Disney was—I would consider Disney animation better than Warner Brothers. Oh yes, agreed. But then I thought that they were just getting lazy on Nickelodeon with a lot of the shows my kid was watching. He- Kids Next Door, Powerpuff Girls, Courage Cowardly Dog. I'm like, my God, this is some simplistic animation compared to everything we've just listed. And then you enlightened me and said, oh no, that's that's a style. Well, it's a shitty style. I don't like it. I didn't like parachute pants either, and they were huge in the 80s. <laughs> I like the animation in Akira. I thought it was really good. It was Sunbow Productions Animation Studio that did the animation for the original uh, Transformers. They also did the original uh, G.I. Joe animation. Yeah, yeah, okay. And My Little Pony. Uh, Let's see, yeah, they did G.I. Joe, Transformers, Jim. So, yeah, um, but, yeah, no, go back. Find some of the videos of the original animation. It's it's nowhere near as good as as what Akira is showing you. Oh, of course not. You know, I'll even admit that about Star Blazers. You can go back and look at your old Star Blazers animation. It's crap compared to Akira. You're right, but it's more enjoyable to me. Well, I'd say probably the Star Blazers animation might be a little better than the Transformers animation. It was a decade Ooh, previous. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... That's some pretty cool shots. <laughs> you got Soundwave, man. It was like everything a Cylon should have been. Speaking of Soundwave, so did you notice whenever uh, Tetsuo flew up to the, the orbital, uh, uh-huh. orbital laser platform? Yeah, yeah. There was no sound in space? Yes, I did notice that, actually. That's pretty cool. I Something did that you that. really didn't get in 1988. True, true. Of course, um, I think the fact that they're not addressing sound in space is offset by the fact that a pubescent boy can go to space without a suit or any kind of technology to do it. Okay, so we're talking about a movie that's all about, you know, uh, a, future, a future Tokyo and a kid right. with psychic uh-huh. abilities. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're going to... Which means, if I'm watching that already based on that premise, I'm not going to give two squirts about sound and space. Oh, come on. I've never understood your, your, your penchant towards that in shows. If we're already talking about artificial gravity and warp speeds and taking matter, turning it to energy back into matter, and there's not thermonuclear mushroom clouds popping up everywhere. You can swallow all that, but you can't stand because it. You can hear something in space. all of that would be considered science fiction. Mm. Sound in space is science falsity or falsehood. 
Okay. It's not science. It's established science that there's no sound in a vacuum. Uh-huh. So why are we going to break established science? It's also pretty much established science that there's no such thing as telekinesis. Okay. There's a lot of that in this movie. So if we were going to make a movie that, that just did sound in space... Okay, so let's suspend the disbelief. Let's just call it. Let's just call it that. Sound in space, and we can put a band in space performing. Let's do it. Let's do it. Call it sound in space. Roll credits. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> so one other little nitpicky thing that that oh, I found in the movie was I think I was more forgiving in this movie than you are 24 hours 2400 hours there is no 2400 hours I've 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 got people in the military and other industries like the hospital industry that do actually use that and then the second it ticks over to the first minute they call it you know zero hundred hours they call zero zero one hundred hours zero hundred hours yeah, they'll call midnight zero hundred or o hundred, and I've also heard it referred to as twenty four hundred. But there is no twenty four hundred. You can't have an o hundred and a twenty four hundred. I've I'm just saying I've heard it interchangeable. I've seen I've had people say you know I've even seen it on reports at other jobs I've had in the past where they put twenty four fifteen and I know what they mean. It should be zero zero one five. Right. You just call it 015, 030. Right. Sometimes I've heard it referred to as double lot, but that's going way back in time. That's some old timers using some military time when they say double lot. <laughs> was like, it- I remember when I went to my first dance in 1904. <laughs> and was it wow. just me or did Akira, whenever they cracked open the, um, the, the, I guess that spherical the vessel, container. yeah, the spherical vessel that that they had him contained in. Was it just me, or did he look like a bunch of urine samples? Well, there was there was some some tinting to the glass. Yeah, <laughs> there was some tinting. I'm oh. assuming it was the fluid. Oh, and they mentioned kind of suspension. they mentioned 148 degrees Kelvin. Yeah, I googled that. Yeah, that's did you? 200 below Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's a hell of a jacket they're wearing. And that's on the outer rooms. That was like room yeah. 10. And then and yeah. five rooms in, they were just like they weren't even needing breathing apparatus. They just needed a they just needed a, a Dickies coat. Light jacket. Carhartt <laughs> with a hood. If they didn't have that hood, they'd been dead. Not that they even put the hoods up, but <laughs> They had the hoods. But yeah, that inner chamber. Yeah, I wasn't actually, sure, but I'm I'm still trying to get centigrade and Celsius down. So it was a negative 125 centigrade, and it was negative 193 Fahrenheit. And that was just the outer yeah. with that was 148 yeah. degrees yeah. Kelvin. But yeah. they were 0. 0.005 degrees Kelvin on that very inner chamber. So that's like right at near absolute zero. Yeah. Which... I don't even know that we've actually been we've able to never attain done that. that. I don't but, think we've done that. Yeah, and so when he cracked that 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 chamber, that's open, Buck Rogers cold, dude. Right, that is right. Buck Rogers cold. Deep space in the twenty fourth. We're century. talking. We're talking. Quarks are going. Damn, it's cold. <laughs> You're moving a little sluggish. 
But yeah, he was standing right in front of that door. Whenever what he opened the, that door open, well, he would have just been blasted what, with... What would the atmosphere look like at that temperature? It'd be like a like almost a fog. It'd be, it would be semi-permeable. I don't know what the atmosphere would look like at that temperature. I mean, you could like draw in it. Well, consider... So you would have to consider all of the the freezing points of all the gases that would be in there. So nitrogen yeah. would be the most, and then oxygen would be about 20%. Right. Carbon dioxide. So what? Xenon. Well, yeah, but those are going to be trace gases. The vast yeah, majority we'll is going to be them. nitrogen and oxygen. So those would you probably might be able have to, to liquefy or it. solidify at that There'd temperature. There'd be some of your atmosphere definitely be on the ground, for sure. So you got to, let's see what the... But the, that's uh, science fact. We're looking at science fiction. I know. It's like sound in space. Science fiction is for things that haven't been established as fact. Well. So let's see. The boiling no. point of oxygen is at 90 degrees Kelvin. Oh, man. You're really going to go through this, aren't you? So the melting point, yeah. So it wouldn't have, so oxygen wouldn't have been, oxygen wouldn't have been solid at that point. It wouldn't even have been liquid. Yeah, but I bet it would have been a booger to get in your lungs. It'd been bracing. I can remember a couple of cold winter nights when I was walking outside and just the hairs in my nose would freeze every time I oh, inhaled. I know. I know. So nitrogen, boiling so point. So I can only nitrogen. imagine what kind of cold we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, boiling point in nitrogen is 77 degrees Kelvin. So yeah, oxygen and nitrogen would have still been gaseous. Well, I got no problem with it because they had hoods. All right. And I think Django Fett had some pretty cool seismic charges that he was throwing off in space. You're taking this way too serious, man. Well. When you do science fiction, all so the shit goes out the window. I understand. I have to suspend some some disbelief in order to... but. Well, how did you feel about Hunt for Red October? Hunt for Red October. So... Hunt for Red October had, you know, a made, made up kind of new drive. Magneto hydro, hydrodynamic drive. Right. A jet engine for the water. Sure. Sucked in the front, squirted out the back. Have no problem. I with have that. that movie totally popped for me the second I finished reading the book and was talking about it because a buddy of mine, because I want to read the book before, uh, I watched the movie. Uh -huh. And buddy of mine that actually served, you know him, he's yeah, a mutual yeah, friend. Yeah. He told me when he got his dolphins serving aboard a Los Angeles class attack sub that they don't listen to their propellers. Oh, they'll listen to them if they hear them. He said, we don't listen for that. Well, what do you listen for? The cooling water on the reactor through the friggin' hull of the ship. Well, yeah, because the, the propellers have to be running at a certain speed in order to actually be producing air bubbles that right. they can hear. Right, and even and and even to this day, when those subs are out of the water, they tarp those those screws right. so that you can't see them. The, the design is top secret. So even if they're going, you know, really fast, they may not be making bubbles for cavitation to be heard. So I mean, that's not a science fiction movie. It's a fiction movie, but it's based on fact. And that in itself, the entire premise behind that book was flawed. 
But, I mean, they could have somehow sound-shielded their nuclear reactor coolant. But they never addressed it. Not in the book or the phone. I know, I've read the book. It was all contingent upon that little... That caterpillar drive. Yeah. Yeah. Magneto-hydrodynamic potion. (laughs) You know, so... I mean, just just but enjoy the, book the show, isn't man. About the drive, the drive was just the plot device. The book was about a Russian sub commander defecting during the time uh-huh. when the Soviet bloc was uh-huh. crumbling, during uh-huh. the time when uh-huh. communism was being basically wiped out or bankrupted out of existence. Right. Yeah, you are correct, but. They had invested so much of the rubles into this technology so that they could place their weapons within first strike range with little to no response on our on our parts because of that sub, that typhoon class. You know, I mean, I think you ought to just let it go and enjoy. Oh, I don't get me wrong. So these are all just little nitpicks, and they really didn't detract... From any of okay. the enjoyment okay. of the movie. That's just, what I was wanting to double These check are just on. little things that I caught on and was like, ah, they could have done better there, but moved on. It's not like I had right. harped on it. It's not like they couldn't make water in space. <laughs> okay. Ah, so long as we got that covered. <laughs> there was no shortage of water in this movie. There was no They shortage. had brown water, they had white water, oh, they I had know. blue water. Can you imagine how much freaking sewer sloshing they did. Jesus. This oh like man, lady, well, that, that first time theater. that first time he went down in there, I'm telling you, filthy water and tentacles and it's just, ugh. <laughs> but um first time he went into the, the thing that popped into my head was cholera alert, cholera alert. Oh I alert. know. They're uh, they're all gonna need tetanus shots after this. Oh, they're gonna be sick. They better wrap this movie up quick because they gotta go get some shots. <laughs> they may not they have shots some, big enough for that. They need some antibiotics. Antibiotics. A curabiotics. 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 <laughs> but no. All right, now, I bet you we agree on who gets the Purple Hippo Award. You think? Oh, I'm thinking we do. You think? Who, who's got your I Purple think. Hippo? Well, no, let's let's do it in order. Let's save the best okay. for last. Okay. Who's got your Black Lung? The Black Lung Award, I'm going to give to that one thug, the, the guy with a pencil-thin mustache that was part of the uh, terrorist movement. Okay. That was always talking with Kay. Yeah. Because he was smoking. Every time he was yep. in the scene, he had a cigarette. He was. He was. And he was going to get it until I thought about it a little bit more. But he is not He is not the one who smoked the most in this movie. Okay. The one who smoked the most in this movie was Neo Tokyo. And that's who's getting my Black Lung Award. Neo Tokyo. That poor city twice was destroyed. <laughs> the only thing missing rubble. was Gojira. Right. And so for that, for for the massive destruction that that city has seen twice and the constant burning that it seems to want to do, it's getting my black lung. So my head lush is going to go to that guy at the very beginning, passed out at the bar, 
Oh. <laughs> when Tetsuo and and Kaneda uh, break into break basically Tetsuo just kind of smashes the door open and yeah. So that guy that's passed out at the bar gets my head lush because I really didn't see anybody else drinking, but. Yeah, I didn't see anybody else drinking, but the one I was going to, I'm, I'm at the bar also, but it's when uh, he comes back, he's broken out of the facility, mm. and he kills the guy, Yeah, and he's all like covered up in bottles of whiskey, <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, you didn't check his ID. <laughs> You're right, he didn't. You know. You're right. So, I mean, that's that's what happens if you don't check ID. You might have some freaked out prepubescent or just hitting pubescent, you know, psychopath, psychic. Yep. An esper. But, yeah, he's got my my uh, drinking award there. Who's got your player? Lush. The player award? Oh, psh, I'm putting the player award on the whole gang. The whole gang? The whole gang, because they had more girls crawling all over them. And there wasn't nothing special about them boys. But, my God, I mean, they were scraping them off like something you get on your shoe. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Those girls were all over them. Yep. And they, they must have something magical. <laughs> That's a good one. It's been my experience. You tell a girl three four times to, you know, take a hike, they're going to go hiking. Yeah. But apparently pickings are slim in Neo-Tokyo. Because these girls were not saying no. That's a good one. So my player award is going to go to Kay. Because she didn't even have to do anything. Canada no, was, she didn't. Was all I was over thinking her. about Kay. Oh he broke her God. out of jail, basically. He even told her that I'll go to jail for you. I'll wait for you to get out. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to the prison. I'll go to the police station with you. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, she had him wrapped from go. And she didn't even have to do anything. She just Well, existed. she killed a cop for him. Well, that cop yeah. had him dead to rights, and she did kind of blow off the right side of his skull. Well, but, I mean, he also saved her, too. I mean, before that, he had jumped down on the cop that had her dead to rights. Yeah. Of course, that, of was, course, that after, was once again in the sewer. That was after they had already met in the police station. But he got her out of the police station, yeah, yeah. and he saw her before the police station. Yeah, he saw her whenever she was Because she's a terrorist. Riot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She's a terrorist. Bad girl. All right. So, who has your purple hippo? Well, honestly, I mean Tetsuro. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's that's the one that I mean he saw. I loved how you put it. The inside things became outside things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you see inside things become outside things, you have embraced the purple hippo. You've begun the waltz, my friend. Yep. Yeah, there there was no competition here. Tetsuo was definitely no. seeing the purple hippo from from go from jump. The closest one to him, I would say honestly, would be the 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 mad scientist doctor, because he was seeing things and finding joy in places that I just did not see. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Japanese defense force is all but decimated. Neo Tokyo's starting to make old Tokyo look good. Yeah. And he's still marveling at, at the, the energy and everything going on. And I just, whatever. So, so if Tetsuo, either him. if Tetsuo didn't get my purple hippo, I was going to give it to the guy who was uh, leading 26 around at the very beginning okay. because we got to see. You mean, 
Oh, right, right. The see, injured yeah, fellow. We got to see through his eyes, you know, like drunken injured cam where everything was all blurry and, and multivisioned. And, Good call. Yeah. I kind of forgot about yeah. him. He, he's he sort of disappeared. In fact, he was he brain. was in, he was my early front runner until you know really? Tetsuo gained his psychic abilities and then just started yeah. going psychotic. So, yeah, yeah. But you know the underlying factor of this is none of this would have happened if it hadn't been for the government. That's true. Yeah, that's true. The government started those experimentations on kids and uh, you know created zombie psychics and. They they wanted a bigger, better boom. Yep. Is what it comes down to, a bigger, better boom. And if you asked them about it, they'd say, We don't know what you're talking about. Right. And I'm guessing that's what happened whenever the whenever World War Three started was, you know, there was a humongous explosion in Tokyo and it being nineteen eighty eight, what, did everything else just go automatically? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's another thing that I they really know. didn't touch on was World War Three. They said that, you know, that that explosion sparked World War Three, but then didn't mention anything about it. And this just this just comes to mind. I think it's kind of neat how, you know, we've seen things in the past and they talk about what things will be like in the future. And usually they're way off. We're so much more advanced than we actually are. Like, uh, well, like look at the Terminator movies. Right, right. You know, and we're, we're, it's 2018. It's about to be 2019. Sure. And we're not nearly as advanced as that. Right. Although I mean, we're still using 1960s jet engine technology to get from Dallas to, to Denver. <laughs> right. Although they were you know. pretty accurate on the Olympics. It's actually going to be in Tokyo in 2020. Right. I found that interesting. But what I really found interesting was the fact that, like, the design of the motorcycles. Yeah. Both the, 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 the crotch rockets and those street thumpers, the hog-looking uh-huh. ones. That was pretty accurate. The fashion wasn't even that far off. Right, right. So, I mean, kudos to these guys for coming up with something that actually fits. They did a pretty good job. The hairstyles weren't over the top. In fact, the only one with really weird hair was receding hairline boy, and he looked like Dragon Ball Z. Well, there was that that cult leader too, the the Akira cult leader with the. With the that's weird that's an old on. hair design, though. That's an old one. That, he just looked like a geisha. <laughs> that weird. Some of them geishas the got them. Burns? Yeah, the ge- their geishas have that. So he was just wearing like geisha hair, which I that gets into you know L B G T M O U S E whatever. <laughs> I can't keep up with all the new abbreviations. <laughs> just live what you want to live, man. It's all good. But no, I think he was just more just he gets just kind of adopted that like a shaman thing. Sure, because I, mean, I I mean it was a little over the top, but I think that's because he wanted to be the center of attention, you know, a little bit bigger. Sure. Than everybody else, but I mean, really, I mean, they, they 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 still had. I mean, even the Coke can, it still looked like the Coke can of today. It didn't look like the Coke cans back in the day. Well, so you want to pick our our next viewing for for next? I week? would be happy to. All right, I got everything randomized and sorted out. So I got a number in my head already. You need to m- make sure that number is between two and one thirteen. 
Oh man, and I, I had a nine figure number. Oh. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna pick Lucky Seven. Lucky number seven. All right, so next week we are going to discuss the movie that portrays a genetically inferior man that assumes the identity of a superior one in order to pursue his lifelong dream of space travel. Ah, Rocky Four. Yes. No. Nice. Not Rocky Four. <laughs> next week we are going to discuss 1997's Gattaca, starring Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Oh, all right, cool. I don't think I've seen that. You have it. I don't think so. Oh, well, you're in for a treat. It's also got Jude Law. It's a pretty good movie. You know, for the longest time, I thought that was a girl. Jude Law? Yeah. I never made the connection. I think the first movie I saw with him was Enemy at the Gates. Right. And I wasn't real clear on Rachel Weiss and Jude Law. <laughs> yeah, they're and I'm like, totally dude, different that people. Jude Law, that Jude Law is hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like to uh, curl up in a sleeping bag with Jude Law. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I just, I just had the names off. That's oh. all. All right. Sounds great. Well, let's let's get things going for that next week. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate you listening. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Our pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. I'm Jason. I'm Red. And we'll talk to you next week. Take it easy. Later. I had gone so many decades without thinking about Jim.